bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we Fuck talk off. about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And girl, this week has been like that episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City where they grabbed Jen Shaw mm. off that motherfucking shuttle van. Yep. The FBI done told Trump that Coach Melania was in the hospital <laughs> and then they arrested his ass for stealing classified documents. <laughs> And then he acted like, what? What? And then he put the, the braids in his hair what? to be taken mm-hmm. on his slut walk out yes. of the jail. And he did. And he had to. And his thinned out, <laughs> thinned out, wispy top comb over because he's so stressed out. He's lost some hair. He has lost he some has hair. He has lost Now, some he hair. might be on, on an Ozempic type of effect. I wonder. He doesn't I look wonder. like he's lost any weight, mm. but the hair is thinning. The hair is thinning. So he's definitely stressed out because the front and top is thinned out. You know what I'm saying? Now we can say Jen Shaw never looked better than when she came oh. out the jail. Yeah, no. She oh, looked great. Oh, yeah, she looked great. Yeah. She looked great. She was like cunt. She was snatched. She was walking with purpose in her pumps. Now, it seems like this is the day we've been waiting for oop. or the week mm-hmm. or the time. It isn't, though. It's never going to be, no. I mean, really. I mean, maybe, whatever, but mm, he, the, the, <sighs> anyone who supports Trump isn't going to believe any of it. No. They're not even going to care anyway. They just don't care. He can, he said it from 10 years ago, whatever. I, I don't support Trump and I don't care. I mean, I, of course, care that if he's, you know, stealing classified documents to, you know, sell or give secrets which to, i do believe he has of already course. so that is that's just scary yeah but in general a fake you know circus trial this yes. whole atmosphere mm-hmm. i'm not here for this whole atmosphere no. none of it feels authentic or real no. and the consequences they don't feel not only do they not feel real they don't feel impending so no. for me i just ain't got time i no. really really yeah. don't i really don't <laughs> i'd rather sit and search around for gray hairs in the mirror Okay. Like it definitely feels like there are no consequences. No. Because there aren't any for him. No, there are none. That's why it's a waste of time. Yeah. That does feel like what now the one thing I will say though is I think that what could come out of it is the the long uh like all the shit that's gonna come out that is eventually going to weave the tale of the truth of which we will get at a later date. So you know what I mean? So my mean like way down the road when Rachel Maddow makes a podcast called The Bag Man, exactly. but it's about Trump. Yeah, and it's, it's in about the thin haired man on the top. Yeah, yeah, called The Thin Haired Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know what? And honestly, you saying that makes me think, well, if it does nothing else except for deter future presidents and or candidates from fucking acting a straight fool, Mm -hmm. then fine. Because it's gotten so far out of hand between... You know, what's his face who did all the lies? Mm-hmm. The the level that people George Santos are lying and gaming the system and polit- politics has become the one particularly government area that you can. I mean, look at Josh Duggar. Yep. You're going and working in a fucking lobbyist group called the mm-hmm. Family Values Group and you're full on pedophile molesting piece of shit. Oh my God. Like I with mean... child pornography on your fucking computer at your used car lot. Look at Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, so there's no place in politics where you can't go work and make money hand over fist yep. with a record or anything else. So I think, I think, yeah. So if it's a cautionary tale and we're going through all of this to set up a cautionary tale, then so be it because the caution needs to be cautioned. The caution needs to be cautioned. And then I'm hoping that Oliver Stone or someone such <laughs> as, or like Rachel Maddow, like you said. Is Oliver Stone still alive? I think so. Oh, good. Is going to make the movie that connects the dots that shows that. Oh, you know who it is? It's the Will Ferrell guy. Oh, you're right. It'll be Adam McKay. Yeah. Adam McKay will do the movie that puts the pieces together that shows that. From the beginning, that Donald Trump and his entire family were not just corrupt, but they ended up going down a rabbit hole of corruption that no one could ever have fucking Iran. And then it's going to be Saudi Arabia, China, Iran, and Russia that are going to be, and maybe North Korea, but I don't think he was able to seal that deal. No. So I do think, however, he sealed deals with Iran, Saudi Arabia, um, Israel, clearly, with uh, Netanyahu. Israel. Netanyahu is completely fucking corrupt and uh, Russia. And I think he did sell secrets. I think that's going to come out. And I think that his intention to sell more is going to come out. And I think all the people he's blackmailing is going to come out. Number one, top slash bottom of all time being Lindsey Graham. Oh, where is she? She's screaming. She is screaming and and her hair is falling out because she's stressed out. That she's going to get found out. She needs out. to get it together. Yeah. Now, here's a secret. Okay. We got invited to Nikki Carlson Washington's wedding. Ooh. I did need to say her three names. She's like, bitch, I didn't tell you my three names. <laughs> um, her wedding is literally this Thursday. Oh, okay. Wow. Congratulations, Nikki girl. She literally sent us. Now, I don't think it's, I'm saying literally, but I don't think it's literal. But she sent us kind of like. I'm not sure if this is the invitation or the save the date, but it's her and her husband to be and two children. Mm. They've already got a gorgeous family. I don't know why they need to ruin it with with (laughs) wedded bliss or marriage, but um, we got invited. Wow. So on the um, oh, the the wedding is Sunday, July 2nd. Oh, we have to RSVP by by Thursday. Yes. Okay. So uh, she says, J and B, I wanted to send you an invite to my wedding. I love you guys so much. I know that it is a lot to ask to attend, but this is mainly for your drug den bulletin board. You guys are everything to me. Heart you lots, Nikki. Well, you know what? If it were, if we had <laughs> any money, Nikki. <laughs> You would be, you know what? If we had any money, she wouldn't have sent that because she would have known she would have done fucked up. And we'd be at that <laughs> wedding, drinking all the champagne, mm-hmm. being like, congratulations to the happy couple. Is this thing on, Nikki? Which one are you? I mean, because then the picture, Nikki, 
The picture's kind of small. Yeah. So we couldn't recognize Nikki on the street. No. You know what I mean? No. It's a little too small. So I will put it as a placeholder as I am the purveyor of the drug dumb bulletin board, Nikki. <laughs> but we would like when you get married on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, we would like a picture a, a bigger picture of you guys yes so we can see what you look like because that's the whole point yeah but where does it say the wedding is my mom uh the wedding is in tacoma washington okay which we could pop on up to we could it's on we the west could. coast it is on the west coast and someday we will have enough money from our patreon podcast mm. to crash anyone's <laughs> wedding who, who desires this and it would be a gag yeah it would, it be, would a be a gag, a gag. it's gonna be we're one one year we're gonna have the year of of wedding crash. Yeah. Where someone's just like, if my mm-hmm. fucking mom mentions the chairs one more fucking time. Oh my God. Is that Julie and Brandy? Oh my God. Like, and we could just pop around and just like live and it yeah. would be so fun. Yep. I would literally love to go to our wedding. I'm sure it's going to be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And anyone who sends a, uh, you know, an RSVP reminder getting married with children already in it i'm here for you're doing oh yeah love that we do not need to be getting married at 20 to josh duggar okay nikki i don't know why i'm mentioning josh duggar off the chain i mean everybody needs to watch the duggars oh god shiny Shiny, happy happy people people. disgusting um we do uh need people to join our patreon though so we can do our wedding crasher year of wedding crashing yeah eat pray wedding crashing yeah we need to so if you guys haven't yet please consider joining you can go to our website julianbrandy.com there's a free episode there's a link to the free episode of our patreon podcast underneath this episode you can google julian brandy patreon whatever it takes sign up listen to the free episode um we do two a week they're both an hour we do them every single week we're gonna try to get on a schedule i don't know if we will but we do do them religiously every week yeah no matter what no politics, no ads. Mm-hmm. There's no structure. We don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. They're a dollar each. You can choose to listen to one a month. You can mm-hmm. listen to two a week. You can do as little or as much as you want. Mm-hmm. We want to really encourage. We're going to continue on with the Patreon. Our Patreon is our fucking life's blood. Life's blood. The life force. The, the life mana. Force. It's the mana. It's okay. the mana. The Patreon is really our mana. And um, when I roll... A 12-sided die. <laughs> the paladin level moments, um, yes, you always say. Yes. Paladin I'm level a plus five. four paladin <laughs> level. Um, and I will be using my um, uh, my my staff of raw to, raw. Br- mm-hmm, to, <laughs> to um, shun uh, through a circle of um, clouds and mist. You know what I just realized? What? We just texted with Chardonnay, a.k.a. Brad Lokley. Yeah. And um, we have a date to hang out with Mm -hmm. Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. And that means (gasps) many, many hours of Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Not really playing. No. Just pretend Dungeons and Dragons talking. Yes. Which there's nothing I want to do more than sit in a room, drink and do drugs while watching you guys do fake Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) back and forth to each other. I mean, honestly, like, it was the funniest thing I saw in 2022. I mean, you got to say, Shard, it, it, he, uh, th- not many people can <laughs> talk to Dungeons and Dragons. And you both can. And he can even do it deeper than I can, I think. <laughs> He's really good. He's really good. And have we not seen 
shard in 2023 in Wee 23? I don't think we have. So I'm, no. I'm, that really got the juices downstairs flowing. Mm, that little mm, paladin level three mm, talk mm, of you, Memo. Mm, 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 mm. So I'm excited. Looking forward mm -hmm. to that. Now, one of our very favorite um, Patreon subscribers, Patrick Dyer. Okay. He sent us an updated. Oh, great. Now, what was exciting about Nikki Carlson was that we 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 don't know Nikki. Mm -hmm. And we still don't know her ass because <laughs> the picture's too small. We don't know Nikki. We don't know Nikki. We don't know Nikki. But we know she's getting married. We know it. <laughs> you can do it if you want to. You can get married if you want to. <laughs> now, Patrick, we know. We love Patrick. We love his dude. Patrick sent us an updated pick. So, because this is what this is what our Patreon subscribers are so fucking supportive <laughs> that they know. They're like, they got 14 listeners. So, okay. unless we send updated shit, uh -huh. they'll never get anything. Right. Like, we'll never get any pictures for the drug. The drug den's 14 people <laughs> with 27 updates. <laughs> yeah. So, we haven't had an update from Patrick since we got his picture from Alaska. But in addition to his new pick, which I love because there's two of them and they're big, he sent us... A humongous box of Good Wipes flushable mm. plant-based eco butt wipes. I need those so bad. That's great. And a huge box of fucking Kleenex. Oh. And I mean huge. Both of these are huge industrial. So uh, Jacques and I. Both of them are huge industrial size boxes. And there's nothing we love more than fucking boxes Lo of Kleenex. I mean, love love hey guys i haven't sent you a picture since i think when covid started that was fun i'm still here one of the original 14 still here you can trade <laughs> out my old alaska cruise picture for this post-covid bloat pic your weekly rantings and views are a highlight and make me feel better about screaming about everything too love you sexos xoxo pharmacia patrick dyer that's great oh that means patrick's from way back in the day that's great he is an original 14 and you know what, patrick you both, I think they both look sexier. Yeah, they look great. Nobody needs your fucking, <laughs> Blow. you guys looking like you guys are fucking doing a triathlon in nah. Alaska. No. We like this. Yeah. I mean, we've got some facial hair. Mm -hmm. We're looking like, I think sexy, slightly unemployed. Yeah. But right. sexy. Like casual outdoor, casual yeah, outdoorsy. Right. But haven't worked in a Maybe while. Maybe they came from money. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so they don't need mm -hmm. to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they look better. They look both great. of them. So we great. will we will keep uh, both pictures on the bulletin board yes, because we please. don't only have 14 yeah, listeners. The good. bulletin board's huge. Great. Um, but we will put you guys next to um, it's kind of like me and you. I'm yes, not going to lie. Is. A taller one. And yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Taller yeah. one, a smaller one. Yeah. The smaller one has a full fur hat on, which you would wear. <laughs> yes. Yes. Patrick yep. never, I don't think, says his, says his dude's name, but Patrick's giving it, honey. Giving He's it. a tall glass of water. Or yeah. maybe the dude, his boo is like, could be two feet tall. Watch <laughs> yeah, Patrick right. be like, I'm 5'8". <laughs> in the picture, he honestly looks six. He's like, five. I'm 5'3", yeah. and my boyfriend's <laughs> five feet. Oh. Patrick, you look great. You do yeah. not look bloated. You no. guys look cute. Yeah. Um, you just look like people who've been through hell, and Trump just got indicted. <laughs> All right, now it's time for a meeting in the ladies' room. The ladies room. I don't need this. I'll be back real soon. That's what I get for being in the neighborhood. I got a meeting in the ladies' room. Where's my jewelry? I'll be 
this is our segment called The Ladies Room, and it's just ladies talking a lot of stuff. <laughs> and our guest today is Pinnacles when it comes to being a lady. She's gorgeous, she's smart, she's funny, she's classy, and she's rich. Very rich and very, very beautiful and very, very smart. In fact, it was her obsession with politics that first inspired us to start this podcast way back in 2016. And since then... She's done this stupid show a million times, and she is by far our most popular guest. Yeah, uh, if you're a Bravo fan, you'll know her from The Real Housewives of Miami and Flipping Out with Jeff Lewis. And if you're not, then you'll know her for being a legendary Miami socialite and philanthropist who's not only rich, but is also very, very generous. She's one of our most treasured friends, so we are always happy every time she agrees to come back on the podcast. So without further ado, it's time for a very special Trump indictment meeting in the ladies' room with Leah Black. Hey, Leah. Hi, girls. <laughs> okay. Popping the champagne. <laughs> okay, so on Tuesday, Donald Trump was arrested on 31 counts of espionage and six other counts of obstruction <laughs> of justice and conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. So, Leah, in dumb gay terms, what did he do? What are we, what are, what are we excited about? Well, everyone should read the indictment. It's 46 pages, but the first 30 pages pretty much give you the story. It's very easy reading. I mean, a third grader could read it. Read it. It's very simple, easy, and it lays out all the times that he was asked to return the documents, mm -hmm. all the time he lied about having the documents, all the time he's tried to hide the documents, all the time he tried to get lawyers to lie for him or hide documents for him or get his co-defendant to hide documents for him or move the boxes around. It's very, very easy to follow. And then it talks about what's in the documents, which is everything from information regarding nuclear secrets to six other countries. I believe it's six other countries uh, war plans or contingencies or agreements or whatever. And then a lot of military operation material that includes methods and sources, meaning people that are literally, if they get busted, they could die. It lists all the things in these documents that were not just highly sensitive. There were a few of them, at least one that I know of, maybe more, that had five eyes, meaning there are only five people that have ever had eyes on this document. <gasps> all of these documents were in those boxes. Yep. And the question is, to me... Did he randomly throw them all in those boxes so it would look like it was accident that he took them or they just randomly got thrown in there? Or is he that sloppy and careless or both? But yeah, so he's so, busted red-handed. I mean, even Alan Dershowitz came out today and said he's basically said he's busted red-handed. Uh, red uh, uh, so did uh, Dershowitz, I mean, um, Barr, his ex-attorney general, who we know, lied and covered up for him for four years and spun the Mueller report uh, so that everyone said there was no collusion and no this and no that and all, you know, so, I mean, even people, any academic or legal scholar or person with common sense or doesn't want to ruin their credibility or person that has read the indictment is 
it's like there is no way out. Why isn't he making a plea deal? And he's saying he'll never make a deal because he's going to win and, you know, and he's got to win so he can pardon himself and pardon all the insurrectionists. And, you know, I mean, it's just insane. The guy's he he's he's just mentally unstable. Who does that? He had so many outs. And the part that really got me, which is not part of the indictment, but the fact that they drained the swimming pool after the uh, government had said they weren't going to come there and get the documents and the swimming pool drain happened <laughs> to drain the servers and the documents, some of the documents were, happened to flood that area. I mean, this is like something out of a mobster novel. The whole thing is just beyond. What would a plea deal you think like look like? Like what kind of thing would they offer him? Well, the problem is to make a plea deal, you have to admit guilt. So that's a non-starter for him because he's never done anything wrong in his life. <laughs> but <laughs> what it would normally look like on something like this would be anything less than life in prison. I mean, there was a Navy officer or a Marine last like a few months ago that three got three years for something one tenth as much as this. Real, Reality Winner got five years for one document about Russian collusion that she was really trying to be a whistleblower, but as a young, naive girl, didn't know how to do it inside the system and went outside the system and got five years. And I mean, people that I mean, when you get the Espionage Act, that means you're you're sharing information with people that don't have the right to it. But I don't know. I mean, why anyone's really surprised? Because remember, in the White House, he showed the Soviet Union Kislyak uh, and one other member of the Soviet Union some gave them classified information in the White House about a source in a method in Israel. And that guy had to come out from being undercover and the FBI and the White House had to scramble to declassify the document after he had already spouted the goods on the document to the Russian, uh, whoever the Kislyak, I forget his title. So he's been loose with it. And then remember, he sat at Mar-a-Lago holding co uh, ca uh, court, sharing and talking about some documents that came in when the Japanese. Japanese ambassador was there at the table out in public view in front of all the guests. So he's very loose with it. And the photographs and this indictment, I mean, you see, you see all this stuff in one storage room and there's a Xerox machine there. There's a Xerox <laughs> machine there. That one killed me. Then you see him all in a bathroom with a toilet and a shower. Yep. What does he sit in the toilet or in between diapers and, <laughs> and you know, like read these documents? It's unbelievable. Then it was there's evidence that he wanted to, sh to ship these boxes, a certain percentage of them, to Bedminster when he went there for the summer. And that she, so everyone's assuming it was Melania, says there's not room on the plane for all of them. So he's planning on taking him up to Bedminster. Then it, it, it says in the indictment that in Bedminster, <laughs> he admitted to these someone that it, it was writing, Mar, uh, Meadows was writing a book, a biography or his story in the White House or whatever. Mm -hmm. So his ghostwriter and someone else that we're interviewing go there, Trump invites him, I mean, sitting there talking to talk about the book. He's, I'm sure he thinks, you know, Meadows is going to make him look so fabulous in the book that he cooperates with the book. And he says to them, I have this document right here here but i can't show it to you because it's classified it should have unclassified it when i was president but it's classified now i can't show it to you but it proves that millie was lying and that he wanted to invade iran and i stopped him 
Well, the truth is, and Millie's gone on the record, that Trump wanted an attack plan for Iran, and Millie had to stop him and, in fact, had to notify the entire chain of command. If anyone comes to you with any kind of military movement before he's out of the office in three weeks, you have to come through me. Don't do it. Because he, Millie was afraid he was going to start a, a war with Iran in order to stay in office. I mean, it's just so devastating, this indictment. Anyone that reads it, it you have to read it because it reads like a spy novel. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I mean, somebody's going to make a movie. Somebody's like co- going to make a movie. It's, almost, it's like a spy comedy. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's literally Smoke, yeah. the, what you call it, naked gun. Exactly. Like the naked. <laughs> it, it literally yeah. I could not. I mean, I know uh, so the wait, game that can't shoot straight. Yeah. So, so the the fucking smoking gun like audio tape is from a Mark Meadows ghostwriter. Well, but- is the two. OK, here's what happened. The two people go there to interview Trump about the Mark Meadows book. This they tape recorded because he doesn't to quote him properly. And that's how they have the tape of Trump incriminating himself. Well, first of all, Mark, Mark. Mr. Meadows, Ugh. nobody needs yeah. your book. Okay, no. that's one. No, and then no. and then the ghostwriters. Just please. I'm I'm no. actually surprised that they like what like tr- gave the evidence over. I mean that's pretty. Well, impressive. I'm sure they were subpoenaed. I'm sure that uh, you know what happens when you start unraveling a case and you start bringing people in front of the grand jury. It's like you know one thing leads to another. There's a thread. You start pulling on it, and I'm sure they found out that you know Trump. Had, well, they probably read the book, and there were some things in the book that gave suspicion. So he started interviewing people about the book. I mean, sure, the prosecutors just started digging, and one thing opened up after the other after the other. In the case of this lawyer Cochran, he went. To to the FBI and said, you know, I have to disclose some confidential client privilege. And a judge heard the client, heard the heard what had happened and told him that they were going to bypass the client privilege that a lawyer has with a client because if it's in assisting a crime, it's no longer privileged. So a reputable judge said, you know, we're not, this is not enforceable. There's a crime exception because you are in the middle of a crime. You, you can go to the grand jury or the prosecutors and tell them what you know. So Corcoran was nervous that he was going to get dragged into it or wind up in the crossfire or wind up getting indicted or wind up Trump turning on him or whatever. And he goes and takes X notes. The minute he gets in his car after he meets with Trump, he starts dictating everything that happened in the conversation, including when Trump grimaced, when Trump said one thing and how he looked and the manner in which he said it. He had detailed explanation of this meeting where Trump had said, why don't we just act like there aren't any documents? Do we have to turn the documents over? Well, what happens if you take the documents to your hotel and then when they come back to, to, not, to go get the documents, they won't be here and then you bring them back later and stuff like this and all that's in the indictment you have to read the indictment it's a very easy read it is literally like reading a comic book of a bunch of people who are uh but and yet they're still there they're doing it the 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 traveling of the documents was definitely one of like those shocking things like when you see the pictures of how many boxes of documents there are in the yeah. bathroom and in the closet and then in another yeah. storage room. And in a shower. And in the storage room. There's a lot of boxes. Desk. In a ballroom. In a ballroom. 
Yes. Yeah, in his desk on the ballroom right. stage. That yeah. he talked to them, the way, like going to Bedminster and then also like, all right, well, let's bring them to the hotel. Let's bring. It's like when sometimes when I put too much stuff in my backpack and I think I'm going to take it to place to place to place. But this is hundreds of boxes of documents yep. that yep. they kept saying, let's just move and move and move and move. Like it was and nothing. they have text messages. See the 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 uh, the prosecutors investigated and put every one of the employees at Mar-a-Lago under oath and interviewed them and then put them in front of the grand jury. That's where they got the photos. The the and staff was taking photos and sending it back and forth to each other saying, well, do you think they're okay here? And then the other one go, I'd have to go ask Mr. Trump because you know, he's how much he's, he, how possessive he is of his boxes. Of and his then documents. They would say, yeah. Of his dive, these boxes. And then they'd say, well, this one fell open on the floor and, and, oh, and, that one. and everything's laid out. And they took a picture and they say, you know, who moved this box and how did all this stuff fall out on the floor? One of them was marked highly, yes. highly classified. You know, so they have text messages with Trump, and then they have someone in the staff saying, you know, Mr. Mr. Trump wants to go through each box individually himself. So he has no deniability that he didn't know what was in them and didn't know they were there because he was going through each box himself to decide what to pluck out. Then couple that with the Saudis golf tournament thing and Jared getting $2 billion and him What's making that? his first tell trip us, to tell, Saudi Arabia. Tell us the Saudi yeah. golf tournament thing. Well, it starts out, remember Trump's first trip was to Saudi Arabia, where everyone was shocked, okay? <laughs> when they did the, then it the turns sword dance. Out, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, whatever that thing's called, the mm-hmm. o, o, Om or Mob or whatever. The killer and of then, gay people and women. Go on. <laughs> oh, the whole thing, yeah. And then, and then Jared goes over and becomes best friends with the Saudis, and then all of a sudden, the Khashoggi's dead, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that there's a, there is some evidence to suggest, and I, I, I think they're still investigating and i'm not sure that jared had had was giving information to the saudis uh, classified information and khashoggi was reporting about it and digging into it and then all of a sudden he's mysteriously dead and then then there's evidence apparently that uh allegedly that that uh that jared that uh, jared was helping the Crown prince prince like uh, spin the information to the public, telling them what to say and how to, you know, like he didn't have anything to do with it and all of that. And then fast forward, we go to Congress and ask for $10 billion of arms to be sold to the Saudis or they didn't go or they should have gone. But either way, Trump says it's an emergency. We have to give them these $10 billion in, in weapons when there was no emergency and we give the Saudis against Congress's approval or agreement, $10 billion in weapons. And the next thing, you know, Trump's out of office and nine months later, you know, Jared's got a $2 billion investment from the Saudis for an investment fund when he almost went bankrupt on the 99666 building and Qatar had bailed him out of that. So it wasn't because he was a financial wizard and Manunchkin or whatever his name is, that was the secretary <laughs> for the Manunchkin's money. good. We should have been calling him that. Yeah. He is a Manunchkin. Yeah. He gets a million dollars from the Saudis. So they all cash in on the Saudis. And then the next thing you know, Trump's having them come over here and have these golf tournaments on his properties. Well, it's interesting that they happen to be on these properties while he has all these documents. And then all of a sudden, the, you know, the PGA, who was completely adverse 
to doing uh, uh, business with the, the LIV um, Saudi golf club that Trump was hosting, they've now merged with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the golfers that turned down the, you know, huge paychecks to play in those tournaments out of principle and took a stand a year later, they've all merged and they all left a million on the table and the idiots that went and played for money instead of principle got all their money and they're all one big happy family now. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, it's incredible the damage that this man has done to the credibility of the United States, the integrity, tearing down, trying to tear down the FBI. He wants to, he wants to cut, get rid of the defense department of defense. He wants to get rid of the DOJ. He wants to get rid of, well, remember department of defense was never called during the insurrection. <laughs> And everybody's like, why didn't they call the Department of Defense and ask for, um, excuse me, the dogs, why didn't they call the Department of Defense and ask for, you know, backup? Well, because they called General Flynn's brother and he didn't send it. (laughs) The witch. I mean, it's so incestuous. And then now Trump is on this. Well, we're they're 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 politicizing the Department of Justice. Well, that's what Barr did for four years, and you know not only did Barr do that for four years, he was going to lock Hillary up with no evidence. He was going to they 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 pardoned General Flynn, they pardoned Bannon, they pardoned Roger Stone. That's weaponizing the mm-hmm. Justice Department. And it's just it, the whole thing's insane. The part I cannot connect the dots on. Or either these MAGA people are just corrupt, or they're ignorant, or they hate the same people Trump hates so much that they're willing to say, I don't care how he gets there, as long as he gets in office and kicks out the blacks, the Hispanics, the gays, the Muslims, and the Jews, we're good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, I mean, it, it is It is really strange. I just heard them talking about Jamal Khashoggi on Fox. I mean, I'm sure they're finding a way for that to be Biden's fault. I'm quite <laughs> right. sure Fox has figured out a oh, way. Oh, I'm that, sure they figured out. Oh, they it's love, fault, and I'm yeah. sure it's Hunter Biden's laptop, laptop and Hillary's yeah. emails and like yeah. it's any in I'm, any way the same. I want to know the, I mean, these aren't the kind of documents that were like, you know, what Melania ate for lunch. <laughs> it's right? clearly, you know, state secrets, important national defense shit. Mm-hmm. At, yeah. at 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 best, he was, I guess, blackmailing people for money. I mean, He's at the end of the day, it's it's got to be treason. I mean, essentially, I know, right? That's the thing. They'll 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 get rid of the Rosenbergs for kill left. The yes. Kill yeah. the Jews. Kill the yeah. Jews. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, they I, I'm wondering if that's why Kushner has really distanced himself because he's realized that Trump really does hate the Jews, even though he went over there, and moved that plaque in order to get their votes. He doesn't <laughs> Except, really thank care you. about that. I mean, when I try to delve you know? in to what the Jews are thinking when it comes to Trump and Israel, there are the, a lot of Jewish people that really do like Trump. And they like the- Trump because he moved the embassy to Jerusalem as if that matters. They are so yeah. deep you know, in Leah, that. You know, Leah, Siggy <laughs> Flicker from New Jersey Housewives. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, I remember her. She's a total nut job now over Trump. Insane. And her parents are Israeli. Israeli. Yep. You know, I mean, it's just either ignorance or they're just like they're one. They're one person voters. You know, like this only thing that matters is the the border. 
The only thing that matters is white supremacy. The only thing that matters is, you know, getting rid of uh, the the gays being able to say gay or get married. That they're so that's so more taxes. important to them than there are their taxes or whatever. That's more important to them than any and everything else combined. So therefore, they're mad because I don't. Or no, they're just ignorant. There's I don't know. no way you can even there even if you read this and reading this indictment where he says with his own words he's clearly guilty and yet yeah. even if they read it they'll find a way to turn it and make it yeah. about hunter biden well, and he it's didn't biden's really mean, fault he didn't really mean it he didn't really mean he didn't it, mean it you, know? you don't understand yeah. what he exactly yeah. you took Lin it out of context or you know he thought he had the right to those documents right or, Lindsey you know, graham, he was, graham was screaming saying screaming uh, uh, on on, oh, on ABC on Sunday, screaming yes. about how, oh. well, it's better than keeping them in a garage behind a Corvette. A garage door opens and closes all day long. I'm like, oh, as opposed to the bathroom door or the so ballroom door. So let's talk door. about those documents. Those documents were taken because he was going to use them in the Biden library. And they were only 31 documents in all total between Pence and Biden were marked classified period and none of them were ever shared with anybody and the minute that the uh, archives said listen everybody that's ever been a president needs to go check to see if they have any documents both pence and biden said go search all my properties here's the key and they went in and found them and they said fine that is different than handpicking and selecting documents about international you know, our allies and, you know, our enemies and, you know, not hiding them and lying about them. And the big question is, what was the motive? Well, the motive yeah. has to be somewhere go back to follow the money somewhere, some or you help me get reelected, you know, like Putin tells help me get reelected. I'm going to give you Ukraine, you know, or he gave you know, him Ukraine. Something. He clearly yeah. gave him Ukraine because why yeah. all of a sudden Granted, Putin tries to take over Crimea however long ago, but now we're in a full-on war with Ukraine just as Biden becomes president. That seems to me yeah. that Trump had given him some information. They had some deal, and he go ahead and gave him Ukraine. They're going to get Trump back in office. They think they're going to get Trump back in office, and Trump's going to just say, it's yours. So, so if, if he made the deal and gave gave Russia Ukraine in order to get, for whatever, to get reelected, that's technically now not that's not treason because that's not against our country, right? Well, I don't know. Well, technically they could say it would be against our country if our well, it's interests, not in our country's best interest. It's, it's not, not in democracy's right. best interest. It's not in our that's best true. interest. And also I'm quite sure we don't know exactly what it is, but hopefully it'll come out as to what if Putin were to get all of Ukraine, take over all of Ukraine, what what he would then get what secret? I don't know what secrets. I don't know what military thing. Well, what he, I don't know he, what, what thing. he would get is he would get all of Ukraine and the natural resources that go with it. And then he'd go try to team up with China and they'd start their own alliance. And then Trump would want to be a dictator here. And then you've got China. Uh, you know, you've got Turkey. You've got the U.S. You've got all these dictators running the show and and you watch if he gets Ukraine, he'll be hungry and then it'll be Poland right. and he'll go after parts of europe i mean it this is a starting point for him he wants control of all of that plus he wants the ssr back i mean and trump is his bff make no mistake about it i mean i remember when they first got in the white house and jared went and asked how do you get a back channel to russia yep 
Remember that? Yeah. And remember when Jared was started, yeah. not, yep. couldn't get, uh, he couldn't get clear, security clearance and Trump overrode the uh, FBI or the CIA or whoever and said, oh no, he gets a security clearance. Yeah. And then the next thing you yeah. know, we're best friends with, we're making deals and in uh in israel and we're best friends with uh, the saudis and the saudis hate iran and i mean it's just going on and, and then trump's wanting to bomb iran to stay in office and then he says that's what millie wanted to do and millie's like no i was stopping him from it i mean it's all so I mean, that's 100 percent true about and about the security clearance and then remember stupid fucking don jr took that meeting about adoption but that was all to, oh my god to get over yep. the like bill browder yes. uh, magnitsky yeah. act Oh, that's like right. they were yeah, trying to get around the Russian shit. Yes. All the sanctions yeah. on Russian They're... money. That was before he was even in the White House. They took the adoption meeting. That was just when they were transitioning. That, because or they wanted to get the help from Russia has massive amounts of bots that do social influencing that they probably pay nothing to. And they flooded uh, Facebook and Twitter and social media with misinformation, which is another thing that fascist people do. That's how they become dictators. They flood, they, they get false equivalencies. They flood the information uh, with misinformation and people are so confused that they don't know what's true and what's not true. And so they believe what they want to believe or, or they're stupid or whatever. And that's how they get in power. I mean, how else do these MAGA people support this? And these people in Congress know better. They know it's wrong, but they are so afraid to say anything because McCarthy is holding on by a thread and Marjorie Taylor Greene is on uh, auto dial, speed dial to <laughs> Trump. And I think half the stuff she comes out with is at his direction. The same with Carrie Lakes. And he's controlling the misinformation and the media and, and revving up the violence and all of it. it it's you, you couldn't write a book and a no. movie and people would just be like, oh, my God, put cartoon characters in there. This can't happen. You know, it's just unbelievable. And he's and he's gotten away with it so far. And today was the first other than E. Jean Carroll, which, by the way, today they said she can add a 10 million dollar damage to her uh, verdict. She can ask for it. So and, the judge ruled against him on that and ruled for her on that and today. What, what was the difference between because he was indicted back in March. We talked to Roy. We talked to you. What was that shit back in March? That was the that was the one uh, the cover up uh, of lying to the government people and covering up the uh, campaign finance in the state of New York, giving the hush money to Stormy Daniels. Oh, and then the other money. case, yeah, the other case there is Weiselberg, who went to jail, was uh, filling false uh, IRS documents and false um, documents to the to the government and to the IRS and, and cheating the state of uh, of uh, New York out of tax money. And like, remember, he was inflating his apartment. It was 30,000 square feet and worth, you know, $300 million. And it's really 10,000 square feet. You know, he was inflating his assets to get loans. And then the and tax then, lawyer got like sent yeah. off to actual jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he goes to jail. Weiselberg goes to jail because he was filling out the papers and Trump's acting like, you know, he didn't know anything about it. Well, he don't think he knew that's how the apartment he was living in was at 30,000 square feet. It was only 11,000 square feet. And I know this is going to sound like a conspiracy theory, but I still can't just not have in the back of my mind 
that whole Ivanka, Ivana thing where she's oh, buried yeah. on the fourth hole of the golf course with just a rock on her stone because they have to drive the golf course around it. And why is she buried on that property other than the fact apparently he got a tax break by yeah. having a cemetery there? But he doesn't have to pay that, any taxes on that property because he buried her there. Now, Julie yeah, thinks she's filled with documents. Tax break, yeah, but, I think she's filled with documents yeah. for sure. <laughs> she's embalmed she with documents. Knew, I don't know. Did she know something? Did she really accidentally fall? Did someone put something in her drink? I mean, it's just highly unusual. And then they cremate her right away. And then they put her in a casket that looks like 10 men can't carry it. When, it's, when you're cremated, it doesn't weigh that much. And then all of a sudden, she's buried within 24 hours on a golf course with a head stone on it and one little bouquet of flowers because they can't interrupt the golfers playing there it's and then the kids Lindsay Graham's that. hooker that they killed for him along with Ivana <laughs> yeah. like because clearly they're blackmailing Lindsey Graham yeah. to an inch of his gay ass life yeah that's right so and it's a male hooker and that's why it's so heavy. exactly and that's well they definitely so have something on him because he's just gone he's just off the deep end he's off just the talking about off the deep end yeah listen and, she and, has she's off her meds <laughs> she's being threatened nightly yeah they found yeah. out who she was getting with <laughs> yeah. And they, they were like, we're, we, I'm sorry, we had killed the 400-pound leather daddy sumo wrestler you're getting with. <laughs> we're going to put her in the ground with Ivana. Yeah. And then we well, couldn't carry her. something more. I mean, it just, I, I, I mean, and the kids allowing her to be buried there on a golf course. Uh, is, That's I, where I just, it gets pathetic. I mean, why pathetic. didn't they put it? It's your mother. Just, yeah, those kids were already horrific. But now with the mom, that's just beyond. Well, I'm just beyond. also wondering if the dad has so much control over them. I, you know, and then Ivanka now is apparently dropping the Trump name and only using the <laughs> Kushner name. Is that because Trump better. said, if you don't come campaign for me, that I'm, you have to drop my name? Or is it because Jared said, I don't, we can't be anywhere near them. We're going to get indicted. And he says it's me or them. Something happened. And then she hires her own lawyers when they used to have the same lawyers in New York, when her and the brothers and Trump all had the same lawyers, she goes out and gets her own lawyers. And now she registers her kids in school down in Florida. And she's literally, what, 30 minutes from him. And, and she won't even go to his announcement of being president. I mean, the whole thing is so dysfunctional and so clearly just, illegal. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like the mob, you know, it's like, it's and then exactly he talks like, the like, well, remember Michael Cohen said he, he doesn't really tell you things. He doesn't put anything in writing, but then he, but then he, he like speaks in code, you know, that's yeah. like a mobster would all of that. It's just, and then these MAGA people just still out there, like, you know, I mean, I'm, he's my, I'm with him, you know, I can't. And the DeSantis is on, he's just horrible <laughs> and he's going to be the plan B and he's really horrible. Yeah. I mean, but, all of it. But the irony of, of the, the employees texts, when he refuses to text ever, like he, like he doesn't, you know, have email. He does everything in like the steam room and code. And now his yeah. his basic employees at the fucking golf course are going to end up taking him down. Like, hey, who knocked the box over, Todd? <laughs> yeah. And then Melissa's exactly. like, I didn't do it. Yeah. Which box is it? Which classified document is it? Exactly. It's like, which, okay, now I see an, a strewn about box with nothing but clippings from the Washington Post and the New York Times and the New York Post. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Oh, yeah, there's this classified document we can all clearly see this in the picture. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's not to be believed.
Now, Leah, before we let you go, uh, we did we yeah. did talk to Roy with the last indictment. I mean, the fact that's even like the last set of indictments. Why are we even doing this? Why are we even doing this? At this point, we hope he gets indicted every week just so we can keep this fucking podcast going. But Roy said he'd never go to jail because because a, a, an ex-president has Secret Service for the rest of their life, no matter what, no exceptions. So you can't send him to jail because then what are they going to do? Put the Secret Service in jail with them. Now, what are we looking at? Some dumb... You know, house arrest, like the guy with well, the this alligator is what jacket. I think. I think if we had a legitimate Republican Party, they would change the law and say, if you're convicted of espionage, you give up your retirement and your Social Security mm-hmm. and your office that the, the country's paying for well, for the rest of your life. You give that up. But we don't have that. So having said that, they could put him in solitary confinement with a couple of um, rotating <laughs> Secret Service people, but they'll never do that. They could put him in a country club jail with white-collar people with with Secret Service, but they won't do that. Nope. And so probably house arrest or probation or some bullshit, you know? Yep. But this, this Eileen Cannon keeps the case. I mean, she Ugh. could just say, oh... Go do right, raise some money for the homeless and you're done. Do your community yeah. service. And by the way, don't do that again, you know? And he'd be thrilled because then he could just launder that money and figure out another let's build the wall scheme yep. and steal the money. So really nothing. This is just I mean well, I, I don't know. I mean he could he could go to jail. I, I'm not in agreement necessarily that just because you have secret service, you can't be in jail. I'm not so sure about that. You can have secret service standing out your jail cell. They tr- Every eight hours, they have two guys rotating. I mean, I don't I don't think that's necessarily true. I just think Roy thinks it's just not going to happen, that a judge is going to give him jail time. But well, if they catch him of as many things as I think they are, if let me tell you this, if the January 6th insurrection indictment reads like this indictment, and he's in what see in front of serious judges that are experienced and a jury that nest not did not enjoy seeing their entire city thrown by thugs with MAGA signs trying to trying to sneak guns in and he gets convicted. I don't know that a judge wouldn't put him in jail. I'm just not so sure of it. But he definitely couldn't run. In any sort of well, even he a- can still run for president if he's indicted and even if he's convicted. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. And what he says is he's never going to give up, no matter if he's get, no matter what happens. But see, his goal is to get back in office and pardon himself and all the insurrectionists. And by the way, half of the fucking people running have already said that if they're president, that they'll just pardon him. That's why I can't with any can't. of them. They can all go die in a ditch. Yeah. Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis. Now, Chris Mickey. Christie didn't say he would pardon him. He did not say that. Um, so DeSantis said him. that. Still and Scott, I think Scott <laughs> said that. But the reason they're saying that is they want those MAGA voters. So to get those MAGA voters, they have right. to say that they're going to pardon They'll do anything. Him. They're all such a They'll losers. They'll do anything. They'll say anything. They have no integrity at all. None. No, Zero. no moral compass. Not no any. principle. Nope. It's all transactional i want to be in power and if i have to lie cheat and steal and pander to these maga people that i would not let in my home or have lunch with yep. i'll do it because i need those votes because i just need to be Losers. in power because i'm a i'm a white man and i deserve it yeah. <laughs> well i wish <laughs> that that the the sort of the indictments would stop here and that it would just be here laying there like the turd on the record <laughs> till the presidential election 
Because I am of the, now we want to know, Leah, before we let you go, like what you think. But I mean, my dumb gay opinion is that that there are a, a group of people who will just leave it blank. If it's Biden oh, against Trump that in the presidential election, that there are people who will just leave it blank. They'll be like, oh, they're, they have There may be. But on the other hand, if the Democrats can make the case that it's either maintain our democracy and fight about taxes and schools and legislation later, let's save our democracy, if they can make that case and Biden can maintain good health, then I think that we we have a win. I agree, but I'm saying I think if, if, tr case, if it's Trump, problem. I think if, if Trump, I think Biden wins. Because I think the Rep the MAGA idiots will vote for him and they can whatever. But then I think that the there are people who are Republican who will vote Republican all the way down the line yep. that I think will leave it blank if it's Trump. But if it's Chris Christie, if it's DeSantis, if it's any Republican, they'll just hold like that saying they'll hold their nose and vote. Right. But with Trump, I think enough people might l just leave it blank. Yeah. But remember, even if it is somebody else, <clears throat> there are more of us than them. So it's a matter of us getting out the vote. It's a matter of us educating the people, going and saying, this guy said that he will pardon this. This guy said he wants to take books out of schools. This one doesn't want any abortions, period, up to six weeks, and you're done whether you're raped or not. This one doesn't think gay marriage should stand and, in fact, thinks you should be executed if you're trans. I mean, all of those, if we can make the case and educate the people, there are far more of us than them. The problem is they've got a bunch of maniacs that have a bigger, louder voice, and that's what's drowning out everything else what do you want to happen in this scenario with trump like over the next year to the presidential election i want him to be completely exposed to the point that the country moves on from him and as much as i want a democrat to win the presidency i'd rather have a moderate republican that will not pardon trump that will get back to normal than have the risk of trump ever getting back in the white house again I just, I, I just can't. I mean, th that's the end of our democracy as we know it. It's the end of law and order as we know it. He's going to be on a revenge tour. He's going to go after every single person that ever in their entire life said a bad word about him. And it's just, it, it, it's so dangerous. We can't, he cannot get back in the White House. And we just what, can't. What makes the country move on? Just like complete and utter. I think when, if he was totally, totally exposed to the point that the leaderships in co both Congress, the Senate and the House, and all the sane, respectable people shunned him and hissed him and, and, and turned against him publicly. The MAGA crowd, which is about 30% of the Republican Party, about 10% of those are extremists. If they get locked enough of them up for the crimes they've committed, and there's no more movement and just shut it down and try to move on. That's the, that's the best case scenario. But it's not going to be easy because it's deep and wide. I mean, he's managed to, you know, start this movement of, you know, we all are aggrieved and, and it's their fault and they're taking your jobs and, you know, the immigration and, you know, all of it. I mean, he's managed to unleash all of the hatred and all the bigotry and all the people that feel like they didn't get a fair chance in life and it's the government's fault and yeah, all that. he's grievance. been able to unleash it all all the yeah. grievance but i do That's also it. wonder if there would be a way to what will also stop him being exposed is just because so many people in congress 
were fucking in bed with him. Yeah. So there's got to be a lot of people in Congress That's scrambling to not. Yeah. Right. So they don't want to be exposed. Well, there were ten of them that if, that came to the meeting and the, the House of Representatives that came to the meeting prior to January six that were in on the planning of January six. Then there were another 153 or approximately 153 that voted not to certify the election. So there is some rot in the Congress. Those people have to be exposed too. But that is not happening no. because McCarthy <laughs> is beholding to yeah. those people because they put him in the speakership and he would rather be speaker than expose them. It, they all need to get together and just decide he can take the fall for them. They all save their own asses mm -hmm. and let's just get Trump out. See, that's, that's the right. whole thing. There are safety in numbers. If they would all just get together and say the other rest of the one, not the 153, but every said we're going to team up with the democrats and we're going to shut this shit down and we don't care if it's a democrat or republican we are all going to band together and sh just shut this down yep. we would have a chance but they they, 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 they won't do it and they, mm. there's no reason why they shouldn't there is safety in numbers the reason i think biden was able to get the debt ceiling thing done is because enough democrats went in with and got enough republicans to say you know if you all do it together and, you know, we can save the country from and the world from catastrophe. So it was the Democrats that made that happen. Yep. Even though the Republicans created the problem, the Democrats solved it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, then the Republicans took uh, credit for solving it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course they did. It's just like they voted against every one of those infrastructure things. And they're the first ones at the river cu ribbon cuttings. Mm -hmm. Okay, this <laughs> is really, really just... my last question. Do you think there will be any more charges are you expecting because yes. you know everything okay so what do you think? i don't know anything i think there are going to be some superseding charges because i think once they they get into it and stuff starts to unravel and people start to come forward and some people get scared i think there will be and i think in the january 6th one oh january 6th we still like, got that right we've got that one and i think fanny willis is going to indict him too in georgia okay oh. so we have the georgia the elections oh. fraud and then we have january 6 which none of that has come down so we could still be and then we have those. the one in new york and then the one in new york on the taxes and the and then the one in new york on the stormy daniels and then the one with eugene carroll which is a civil case where he could be required to pay up to 10 million more for going the day after they told him he defamed her going on cnn and calling her something i forget crazy something or whatever yeah okay so we're still looking at, so in a few more months, we'll do this again with the new indictment. I think we're going to get, I think if I had a guess, I think Jack Smith is going to indict on the insurrection before Fannie Willis. And I think Fannie Willis is going to indict in the first two weeks of August. So I think by the middle of August, we're going to have, he's going to have three criminal indictments plus the one in New York pending. And okay. remember the primaries start like in November. So, so we'll be back here be in a month to talking about his news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. Probably. Maybe before. Let's hope. Yeah, they, they've got to get these things to trial but so that they, they can't come back and say, well, we have to wait until after the election. We may need to get them to trial now. If there, here's what I've decided. I'm just going to say this now before you tell our 14 listeners how to, they can get your skincare. If he goes to jail on any level, even just the, the pretense of a judge 
sentencing him, even mm-hmm. if he never shows yeah. up. Mm-hmm. The day he's sentenced to jail yeah. time, yeah. we are yeah. quitting this podcast. That will be the last day. <laughs> we'll come, we'll have a party, yeah. we'll pop your Dom, Leah, yeah. from yeah. your <laughs> fridge, and then we will be like, it's been a great run, yeah. our work here is done. We're going to have our home shopping network online That's going, right. and we're That's not right. going to have time for politics. No. We're going to be selling products and being fabulous. That's it, for um, sure. Now I'm going to uh, put that in the air. We're going to visualize. Yeah, we're going to visualize that. Yeah, yeah that's going to that. happen. So where Can I show you all the things we're doing on this new Spotify platform that I have built or I have being built out? We're going to just have so many huge opportunities. I don't know how we're going to work politics in. I <laughs> know. Quit all of our just, jobs. Oh, all, every single one. <laughs> I mean, people are going to be like, wait, what? That's right. But Leah this is, is so stressful. This politics thing is just too We stressful. hate it. We're done. <laughs> I know. I want to go back to my normal life, like when Barack Obama was president or yep. Clinton was president or yep. George Bush ruined it because of the Iraq war. But, you know, I just want my normal life. I don't want to be waking up thinking about politics every day. I want a governing body that's moderate. And not everybody gets everything they want, but everybody gets equal rights and and the country's safe and everybody's prosperous and we just move on. I don't want all this chaos all the time. It's exhausting. Exhausting. We knew you when Obama was president (gasps) and you were wearing jewels and we were like in hotels in Miami, (laughs) popping bottles, fucking doing fundraising. Like, oh, it was so great. And now I you know, are just and now a- you can't even you can't even wear a, a half a carat diamond out on the street without getting hit on the head. I know it. No, you can't really. You can't. It's true. <laughs> we're we're poppers. <laughs> Our show got canceled. You have to go out and like you can't even wear like the expensive because I mean it's true. I know. It is true. It is exhausting. Un- it is exhausting. We are all we're- exhausted. Everyone <laughs> is drained. We're going to go in a new direction. He's going to get into. Oh. He's going to get get exposed. Oh. People are going to wake up, and we're going to celebrate by doing fabulous things and this mm-hmm. is just going to be like oh the government's running so smooth today my taxes were so low i'm so yeah. happy that's Jobs. what it's going to be great <laughs> well tell our 14 listeners where they until we get the shopping platform going mm-hmm. you, leahblack.com and there's always a special we have father's day special coming up any day now so just look online leahblack.com and there's usually some kind of a special get on the mailing list if nothing else so that we notify you and that's it. It's an easy gig. CBD, look beautiful, look young. How? Do, listen, do you think how many more lines and wrinkles do you think we would have if we weren't using these CBD iPads so and our CBD products from all this stress? So I'm telling you, it's very stressful every day. And it oil is. is the, it's it's the wave. It's 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 the skincare. Like it's 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 where it's at. We're not doing. You know, you can do all of like the creams and lotions, but if you, you've got to get the CBD oil, I think yeah, they're all. Yeah. So but I'm telling you, people do. Honestly, they do see big, huge results and literally in two or three days. But in two or three months, they just never have to worry about their skin again. That's going to be like like politics. We're never going to have to worry about it again. We're going to find the CBD of politics oil. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, oh my it's God. Biden. people just don't realize it. I know. It's Biden. That's right. <laughs> I'm saying that the next indictment is going to be I'm going on the record. It's going to be the January 6th, and then it's going to be Fannie Willis. That's what I think. And then the trial in Manhattan is in March. So there's going to be a lot of chaos. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. So get your Leah Black Beauty Sudden Youth Nourishing Cannabis <laughs> Sativa Oil right now. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Now it's time for So There's That.
part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because it's damn near impossible to find an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note when half of the country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the rest of us are whiny, entitled virtue signalers who are too busy keyboard fighting with our own side to win the war. But Trump just got arrested again. And if he goes to jail, we finally get to quit this fucking podcast. So I think things are really looking up, Mau Mau. You know what? And it couldn't be coinciding better than with pride. <laughs> hey, happy you know what I mean? pride. Happy pride. That's right. Yeah. Got, you know, he got arrested listen, during pride. He got arrested during pride. And, you know, the thing with Pride is that it's not just Pride Month, though it is. It's also (laughs) Pride Summer, since there's Prides that go on all motherfucking summer. uh, Because, technically speaking, Pride is supposed to coincide with the Stonewall Riots of 1969, which was on specifically June 28th, 1969. That's not the date of my birth, but it is the day. Pride has pretty much become an entire summer-long gay renaissance fair. Now... Give it to the gays to take over the summer. Take over the summer, okay? (laughs) Make it all about us. Now, if you were to ask me to name three people, places, or things that sum me up based on my birthday, I would easily say Gilda Radner, Mel Brooks, and the Stonewall Stonewall Riots, all three of which share my birthday. Don't forget all the movie premieres. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, You'll see. We both have movie premieres, (laughs) you and me. Right. This month is meaningful for me personally for all of those reasons, not to mention my mother's birthday, Brandy's father's birthday, and it's fucking summer. June to me represents the doom of my getting older, but also the excitement and the possibilities of summer. And when I was first coming out, Pride was exciting. It was. It <laughs> Pride was. used to be it exciting used to in be like the 90s. Exciting. Oh my God. It's like for regular people who like go to a dance for the first time and you see a boy that you like or whatever. For me, pride was like that. It was important. And I remember thinking someday I'll be gay and happy. Well, two (laughs) things. Yeah. Two things (laughs) cannot be true at once. Just kidding. Since I'm a regular person, I, of course, have learned happiness comes in small packages and in very tiny, important doses. But here we are in the midst of Trump's five millionth meaningless indictments while Florida is trying to pull a Russia and a Uganda and act like gay people don't exist. Uganda? Uganda. They're not getting their name said right. Kids don't struggle with their identity at all as if that's some foreign concept and drag queens are so dirty and so inappropriate they've been banned. However, beauty pageants, promise rings, proms, taking abortion away and making girls feel like utter shit and owned by men is still on the table. So because the summer has actually taken an actual political turn and gayness is back on the chopping block, pride is once again taken on the political undertone it started with 53 years ago in honor of that the bidens had a special gay ass picnic on the white house lawn because if you have forgotten we are here to remind you how awesome the bidens are how progressive and how fucking (laughs) woke 
this administration is and how the Democrats are the only viable party now who are fighting against the tyrannical and absolutely disgusting anti-gay policies of Republicans. The Bidens are woke. <laughs> the, the Bidens, Bidens are woke. The Bidens are woke. Okay. They are woke. They're woke. The White House is woke. The Bidens are woke. We are woke. Okay. <laughs> We're all woke at this place. Everybody's woke. Okay, we're awake, we're, our eyes are open, and we're broke. Now, at the end of the day, pride really evolved into just a celebration of, like, love and shit and identity and, like, being thirsty and needing attention. Yeah, exactly. It's also a celebration of, like, sex and sexuality. Now, the thing is, we wouldn't be flaunting our dicks and assholes if the world would not have been a gigantic hypocrite pretending that fucking doesn't exist take your woke dick and get <laughs> out of here okay it's just a bunch of woke dicks it's all woke dicks and woke vaginas okay <laughs> and it's fucking annoying and like we shouldn't be fucking subjected and oppressed by your woke dicks and vaginas <laughs> it's awful okay the world doesn't need your woke dicks and your woke vaginas oh you bankrupted the economy <sighs> you've ruined the world woke pussies <laughs> woke pussies have ruined the world that's why you can't have abortions anymore the thing is, people always think the pride is sexual and it's too much and whatever. And yeah, there's a lot of too much. It's fine. But gay people wouldn't be flaunting their sex and sexuality if heterosexual people hadn't been so such a bunch of fucking hypocrites, okay? Like, oh, apparently sex just exists, exists for heterosexual men's pleasure and demands. No, thank you. Gay people said, nah, we fuck too, okay? We love consent and we love to show it off and all the shit and you're going to look at it and then Republicans were like gross and they got all horny and scared and the fight has never ever stopped okay and now here we are so and that's what gave us Coachella <laughs> and COVID <laughs> <laughs> now during all that gay people had kids and families and got married in some places then had their marriages taken away then given back and now they're back on the table okay but Jojo and Jilly in direct response to the massive, massive gay scapegoating held a gay-ass picnic on the White House lawn with tons of gay-ass families and in honor of the LGBTQs and honestly in honor of all of us who believe in actual equality, reality, truth, beauty, and freedom. That's from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> it is Jill Biden's welcome speech that I will be playing in its entirety. And at the end of the day, if this woman doesn't speak to you or appeal to you, I really don't know what to yeah, say. Yeah, you're dead inside. I just know Jill Biden is at her school, Ugh. her community college or whatever the fuck, mm. where she teaches. Mm -hmm. And there's every person in the class is fucking gay yeah. or some <laughs> spectrum of gay yeah. and woke and just all of it. And she's was not going to leave the White House without doing a dumbass goddamn pride picnic on the mm -hmm, lawn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. just if it doesn't bring a tear to your eye, Sorry. to your woke eye. Yep. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And why we weren't invited, I don't know. But that's, that's okay. what we're offended about. I won't hold it against her. <laughs> we still love her. But in the very basics of humanity and personality and authenticity and heart and just straight up someone who's a role model and a woman whom we can look up to and look towards, unlike one Republican, literally not one Republican woman ever, not one, find me one worthy of any of our time and don't say Nancy Reagan. I just say no. I was going to say Cindy McCain. Who is she even Republican anymore? <laughs> She's not a Republican anymore. Good point. Exactly. Good point, point. When she was a Republican, she was she was trash. I'm sorry. But now she's good. Now she's good. Now she's good. She's left the part. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there was never one woman who was during the time of being a Republican that was worth anything. So and I say that to illustrate the difference in just the foundation of a person 
And if that's all you choose to latch your train to, and if pride this year teaches us anything, just remember, you may not be gay or like gays or think gayness is in any way acceptable to God. But no, God didn't God write the... God's not woke? <laughs> God isn't woke. God oh, hates woke. I know that. God hates rights. The God fact, hates equality. If the words God hates comes out of your mouth, kill yourself at, at all. But God didn't write the Constitution, and God doesn't write the laws. He doesn't? No. Oh. All he did was write the Bible, and he didn't write that. I thought he wrote everything that America is based on. <laughs> it's laws that we have to abide by, and if you want to go live in a cave or a compound or live under a dictatorship or autocratic, theocratic rule, I say unto you, see you later. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Enjoy getting raped and beaten. All anyone deserves <laughs> is respect and to be treated the way you're treated legally. Legally. So though truth, beauty, and freedom is the ideal, shout out Pam, maybe on the way. That's for you, mom, because it's Moulin Rouge. That's right. Maybe on the way. Maybe I'm like, what? Did I need to say something about <laughs> truth, beauty, and freedom? That's why we love Moulin Rouge. That's right. Maybe on the way there, we could use consent, respect, and laws. Pride still exists because people are still fighting for consent, respect, and laws, period. Yes, there's parties and celebration as gays can't do anything without making it a party. Now, if it were just lesbian pride, ugh, that wouldn't be any fun. That wouldn't be fun, yeah. <laughs> That'd just be annoying pride, but just whatever. A bunch of woke vaginas. <laughs> just being annoying. But whatever, annoying people deserve respect, consent, and laws too. The Bidens get it. Hunter Biden definitely gets it and can get it. They invited hundreds of gay families to the picnic and sidebar trigger warning. I'm about to rage out for a minute. Okay. Uh, uh, I thought that side doing sidebar to the gigantic assholes who cheapened the entire event by having to show their tits. And I mean, lady tits and man tits. You are assholes. You are narcissistic assholes who can't understand what it looks like when people fighting for gay or trans rights reduce themselves to an absolute immature joke and make it even harder for all of us. It wasn't a fucking pride parade. It wasn't a night out at the Abbey. Save your stupid fucking boob jobs of any kind for perhaps not a daytime picnic family event so at the fucking White House where every camera... And every news event is there chronicling how the Bidens are allies and fighters for LGBTQ rights and how LGBTQ people are fighting for their lives. Meanwhile, you're standing there with your stupid fucking tits out. <laughs> exactly. Vulgar, disgusting, disrespectful, yep. no matter what you are, That's how right. you identify, That's right. whatever. That's it's right. disrespectful. Get your fucking life together, you trash box losers. <laughs> that is right. Don't jiggle your fucking tits like morons in front of the fucking White House. Oh, and another thing, I'm a woman, not a non-man. Go fuck yourself with that misogynistic, stupid bullshit too. But anyway, all in all, it was a beautiful event. And I guess we should always have to make room for the braggadocious, immature twats that show up and try and hijack the message and reduce it to nothing but body parts. But you know who didn't do that? Joe and Jill Biden and the rest of the LGBT community. They're celebrating and working hard for our freedom. This is about celebrating not just Joe, 
but Dr. Jill Biden and everything she stands for and is doing on all of our behalf. So I want to end this by playing her welcome speech in its entirety. I'm so thankful for the Bidens, and I really appreciate this event and them trying to show us they care and are true allies and other than some losers who should really go start an OnlyFans for the level of attention they need. This really was a special and meaningful day, and in my opinion, the true meaning of pride. Welcome to the White House and happy pride! (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) The pride celebration is always one of the most exciting events at the White House. But this year we wanted to do something a little different than before not just a reception that recognizes the leaders and the activists of this movement, but an all-American picnic here on the South Lawn. (laughs) Celebrating you, America's LGBTQ families. We're grateful to the Gill Foundation who helped make today possible as well as all of those organizations who work to bring hundreds of families together from across our country. It's such an honor to be here with all of you and to see so many of our friends. And as I look around at this crowd, I'm reminded that you're not just leaders and icons, you're parents trying to figure out what to make for tonight's dinner. Your kids, who are hoping to spend every minute at the pool this summer. And your friends, who drop off meals when someone is sick. All of us want what everyone else wants. (laughs) The chance to be who we are, and love who we love, and make a good life for our families. of us deserve that. We know that this year's pride is caught between the push and pull of progress. Outside the gates of this house are those who want to drag our country backwards and so many battles yet to be brave. But today, we're not here to be strong. We're not here to be courageous, even though for so many of you, just coming to this event is an act of bravery. Today, we are here to find joy. We want our kids just to be kids, running around and, hey, eating too much sugar. to laugh with the friends that we wish we saw more often, to find solace in the arms of people who see us for who we are, to celebrate the beauty and the resilience of this community. The author, you know I'm an English teacher, you had to get a little bit. (laughs) Yes. Rita Mae Brown once wrote, Every day you're alive and someone loves you is a miracle. Today, we say loud and clear that you belong, that you are beautiful, that you are loved. That's the miracle that carries us through the darkest times, that gives us hope for the future that we all want, that strengthens us for the fights ahead, And when you leave here to go back to the place that needs so much change, 
take that miracle with you. She is so Let sweet. it remind you that you don't have to face those battles alone. You are never alone, and you are loved. Thank you for celebrating with us today. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid, stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please, please, <laughs> for the love of God, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do two a week every week. They're both an hour. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, and no rules. It's just supposed to be stress-free, mindless fun. If you're rich, you can just sign up and don't even fucking listen <laughs> yep. to it or listen to it once in a while or yeah, listen just... to it when you're only on a plane or when mm-hmm. you're on vacation or mm-hmm. let them all build up. And I mean, you know, if you're rich, you're rich. Throw the money through the wall. I throw <laughs> pennies out of a window. Exactly. And you can subscribe for only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for one dollar and two podcasts a week for two dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. There's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes. But a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode way back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. There's a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode, or if you don't care about listening to a free episode and you just want to hear the most recent one, then you can Google Julian Brandy Patreon and go right there, or do any of the other, all of the aboves. It's easy to find. We want you to do it. We need you to do it. It's the only (laughs) way we're going to keep this podcast going which makes us zero quans and is a lot of work, even though it sucks. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Leah Black Leah. saving the podcast once again, my mouth. Leah Black. Leah Black. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? 
We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man. With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my Tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 